0: My reverse cowgirl. Hello, Michelle. Hi Jodie, how are you? I'm good, love. How are you doing? You've been up a mountain, I hear. Oh, I'm always up a mountain. No, I love it. Yeah, we it's gorgeous. It's really autumnal. All the trees are golden green and turning beautiful and there was sunshine. It was like a crisp. Canberra Day. Thank you for that delightful description of your surroundings and environment. How are you? How's I'm all right. I'm all right. How's, how's grey old London? Well it's not great. it's sunny
1: actually. It's nice here too. It's been very sunny all week. Thank you very much. <laughs> I had something funny to tell you though. The other night I played a fantastic game. It's called, I don't know what it's called actually, something to do with werewolves <laughs> and it's like Murder Wink where everybody gets a card and, the, and there's lots of different cards. You're all villagers, Everybody shuts their eyes and the narrator says the story which is there's two two werewolves loose in your village and basically everyone's going to have to go to sleep tonight and by morning we'll find out who's been killed and then the story goes along and then the narrator says open your eyes if you're the thief or whatever and they can thief can swap cards around open your eyes and then shut your eyes again open your eyes if you're the werewolves and you look at each other because there's two and you know who who's who and then there's a witch that can if somebody dies, that's right. They they look at each other, the werewolves, and they decide who wants to who they want to eat. They choose one person to eat. They have to agree on that. Then they shut their eyes again, and it's all done very silently. And the narrator will go around and move cards. Some people can swap your cards around, so maybe that werewolf won't be the werewolf for very long. And there's a witch. And now I was the witch, and this is the third round we'd played. It was very late at night, Michelle, and they'd asked the witch to please open their eyes. Witch, open your eyes. Witch.
0: Could you open your eyes <laughs> And you were there, snoring <laughs> away. I had gone to sleep.
1: I had gone to sleep. But luckily, everybody thought it was my husband because it's the sort of thing that he would do. So everyone was convinced he was the witch. Oh. I actually woke up and I didn't have a clue what was going on.
0: Uh, and they were like, tactics, Geordie, tactics. <laughs> oh, if only. I'd make a great poker player. Well, last night I went out on the lash. Oh, I'm, go, I'm, Michelle. Hungover. I'm you hungover. You look great. Today. Oh, thanks, Tom. I ended up on the Jaeger shots. Oh, well, that oh, suits man. your skin, it's glowing. No, I actually often find that my skin looks beautiful after a night on the tile. A heavy so night on, on yeah. the lash.
1: Well, I have to say that I have discovered that tequila shots. Can cure sore throats and colds. So tequila and champagne shots, that's what happened. Oh my god. And then I I I had a cold coming on and then it was gone.
0: Wow. Yeah. I think you should try kombucha with a tequila shot. (gasps) Oh in it is absolutely fantastic. Nice. Hibiscus kombucha with patron
1: tequila. I don't have patron. I think I've only got that. Ariba, Ariba, whatever it's called, the one with the little hat on. That'll do. That'll, <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> the one that wears the hat.
0: Any old tequila. Listen, I oh. wanted
1: to talk about last week's episode, Michelle, because I listened to it recently and I was thinking about Prince Charles, you know, and Camilla and their secret Australian love child, the chap who yes. who pitched himself at 55 or whatever he is, which made Charles 16 when he fathered him. I know that he was eight or nine when he remembers the gentleman in the naval uniform coming to say, oh, we're buggered now, nah, Camilla. We're buggered. <laughs> but why would he turn up in a naval uniform, in full naval dress? Why? Wouldn't he just play it down? Wouldn't he wear like a beekeeper's hat or something? Well, you would think. And he would only have been like 20, if that, by
0: then. Yeah. I think there are so many things that don't add up about this Yes, one other thing, Michelle. Mm-hmm.
1: Why would they need to go and get his eyes changed colour when they're
0: shape-shifting lizards, anyway? Oh my god! Hey. <laughs> of course, of course. I think this guy—he's just a bit of a fantasist, as you said last week. Yeah. And I think he just has maybe a royal obsession. Yeah. I mean, I—I I feel for him, but I also think that there is maybe some level of mental illness there. I don't yeah, know. possibly. Don't but the know. thing
1: is, anything can happen when you don't know your true origin story. And we discussed it last week. People like Jack Nicholson just discovering at almost 40 that mm. what he thought was real was not real after all. It's a bit Truman Show, isn't it? Like yeah. suddenly realising your whole life has been a lie. It's yeah. shocking.
0: It's awful. Uh, for anyone that didn't see the um, the video trailers for for last week's episode. You missed Geordie Shaking her ass. (laughs) I liked your lasso move. My cowgirl. Yeah. My reverse cowgirl. Reverse cowgirl? That's something else. (laughs) Oh well, do you know what we did have probably my all time favourite comment on a video. Haven't you got anything better to do? Was it that comment? (laughs) <laughs> oh, the trolls. We love the trolls. No, this one was from Jezonator. Oh, Jezonator. Jezonator. And he said something. I, I can't remember what it was like.
1: Jezonator, the man who gives us the gift that keeps giving all our best hashtags. The Nenish Tarts, Two Birds yakin. thank yep. to
0: Jezonator. I know, he just shoots them out, doesn't he, the old Chesonator? What did he shoot out at us this time, Michelle? It's a little bit distressing. He no, he said something very nice like, smart girls are sexy or something. I don't know. Oh, no, I know
1: the comment you mean. Smart girls make me randy is what he <gasps> oh actually said. Oh, my God, said. that was
0: it. That was it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's
1: take that down before his <laughs> wife sees that, shall we?
0: <laughs>
1: smart girls. But we weren't being very smart. We were being a bit foolish.
0: We were being foolish. Feather-brained, what were we? Feather-brained. Clucking. Two, bird, clucking. two birds clucking. Two birds clucking. <laughs> oh. Speaking of feather brain talk. Yes. Now, this this is going to not be of interest to any men. I know that it's a very girly thing to talk about. I just want to talk about this new shampoo I'm using because oh. it is fucking amazing. It really is. It's called New Wash. I'm not saying this because I get any kind of commission. But but, we'd like to, yes. Oh, man, I would love to get commission. I'd like a freebie. Sell the shit out of this product because it's absolutely incredible. You've probably seen it on Facebook and you know I love a beauty gadget i mean i was telling you earlier i've bought face yoga never used it I, I buy all this stuff anyway um, you had a little
1: shovel that used to dig things out of your face did you ever use that one a sonic shovel
0: yeah i know i've got to i've got i've got to start using it all this shampoo it's not a shampoo it's actually like a moisturizer it doesn't foam up so mm. you put it on your hair and i'm telling you because they give you this little scratchy scalp brush that you use my hair has never felt cleaner my scalp has feels incredible my hair is so soft and you don't use conditioner it's expensive but you don't use conditioner and it actually prolongs your wash times nice because I actually find my hair looks better dirty than clean like dirty hair look you know like day two day three okay but you know like the dirty hair but yeah anyway New wash, if anybody is thinking, my hair just looks not my hair, your hair. No (laughs) one's hair. hair. If one's hair is looking dry and lifeless, honestly it it's changed my hair completely. So there you go. That's tip from me to you. Thank you for the hair tip. The tip Mm. of your hair.
1: So this week, Michelle, what are we doing? It's a News dropping -dropping episode because we have been looking at news stories. We're lucky, aren't we, because we just get it sent right to our phones. All these ridiculous things keep popping into my inbox and some shocking things and some scary things, but I've chosen a couple of news stories to tell you about today, Michelle. Have you chosen some for me? Should we take turns telling each
0: other our stories? Let's turns because... I have to say, I'm quite an avoider of the news. I don't like it's it. It's depressing. It's really depressing. I, you know, when I was going through, you know, a lot of the news sites, it was just this person got murdered, like the politician in oh, London was just horrific. got stabbed to death. Yeah. Absolutely horrific. Bow and arrow attacks in Norway. Yeah, that was crazy. Mm. But women women getting raped. Uh, you know, actually a few episodes ago, we talked, well, you mentioned about we need to educate Our sons better. But I've been thinking about that comment. And while I think, yes, you know, society needs to educate their. Their sons better. It does. It did strike me that it's just another thing that women have to do because even though didn't men... I say
1: children rather than sons? Though didn't I say we need to start but with the education system? It needs to be educated into the curriculum. Children need to be taught
0: that you don't treat people that way. But it also needs to start in the home, and often women are the primary educators in the home. It's just seemed to me like another thing that women have to take responsibility for and actually you're right it it needs to come from the education system but I think too that message has to be clear in the home as well yeah so I think generally
1: people need to be kinder and mm. better behaved towards each other and we need to set standards and it has to be across the board you can't just you cannot allow that kind of behavior To exist in society anymore. We've got enough to deal with.
0: We do. But also, I was thinking about this in terms of girls as well. I've been reading a lot online, especially in my journalist group, and there is a real epidemic of girls having really low self-esteem and low Mm self-worth because they are basing everything on how they look. And their highest ambitions are to be you know, a, a star on OnlyFans. Do you know about this website? Yeah. It's really scary stuff. So do you want to explain what OnlyFans is? Yeah, it's it's a website that started out where you can monetize whatever your interest is. But basically, it's become a, a website where girls can strip off and yeah. you do sex stuff for money. Oof. And virtually, it's all virtual. To be
1: honest, Michelle, I'm a bit confused now because I thought OnlyFans was somewhere where you could get Carl from Neighbours to say happy birthday to Mrs. Hannah Hughes, which is what happened. He He, what? he said happy birthday to Mrs. Hannah Hughes of Croydon area in a little birthday message. She posted it and I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, my God,
0: that's Carl from Neighbours. <laughs> yes, it, you can do that as well. I didn't realise well. it
1: was for porn as well. I got everything's from porn.
0: That's where what young girls are using it for because, you know, it's very... It's very closed. Oh, gosh, I just think it's really hard to navigate all of these new technologies. Anyway, that's not even one of my stories Okay, this week. well, watch your first story? Let's hear it. I hope it's fun. Well, kind of. Banksy's back in the oh, news. And it seems like every year or so, something about him pops up in the news. And this week, he's been splashed all over the media because mm. an artwork of his just sold at Sotheby's 4, which for him was a record of... million pounds
1: Jesus Christ Who is
0: this guy? I'd love to know who he is Is he single? I know
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not But
0: you know The thing about this Is that it's quite controversial Because this particular artwork Was for sale three years ago Again at Sotheby's And I don't know actually If you remember this Johnny But it was the girl with balloon Yes I know that picture Yes yes And it was up for auction. And at the time, it sold for Mm -hmm. £860,000. So, uh, which was, you know, I think quite a record at the time. But what caused all the chaos about this artwork was that as soon as it was sold...
1: It was destroyed.
0: Yes. There was the machine inside the frame. No one knew that this was inside the frame. And what happened was... As soon as it was like sold, you know, the gavel went down, the artwork sort of self-destructed. How did they do that? So the machine turned out to be a shredder. And there's actually like a video that Banksy made of this and I watched it and – You hear this like machine turn on and it sounds like a car or a truck reversing. It's like a beep, beep, beep. And then everyone's sort of looking around. So there must
1: have all been, so Banksy must have been in Sotheby's auction house with some kind of remote
0: control device, right? Yes.
1: That's a real cheeky move.
0: Well, he basically turned it on because he'd created the frame and given the artwork in the frame and it was it started shredding just completely shredding but what happened was well the mechanism inside the mm. shredder malfunctioned oh. and so only half the picture shredded right and the, it was left hanging out of the bottom of the frame the rest of the picture was intact so michelle what about all the faces in the in Sotheby's where they're like oh
1: my god that's my
0: 800,000 pound picture pretty much because but, but people couldn't believe it and the thing was this video like I said Banksy put this video together and obviously it was a fuck you to the to the art world sure at the time because you see all of these kind of like art wankers going oh yeah we have this. Oh, Banksy we're going to be bidding blah 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 they're all drinking champagne it's all you know like models in sequin dresses and whatnot and they're all being really pretentious about these artworks, and and then you know the gavel goes down, the artwork gets shredded, but it only gets half shredded, and people are like, oh, oh my, my god. god, like, and they and they think it's a joke, and some people like they're all looking around, don't know what happens. It gets ripped off the wall and taken out immediately, and and it's kind of hilarious because it it is Banksy just going like, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. because he he put the shredder in there yeah obviously do and- you,
1: michelle i just want to say something really quickly i have a feeling that he banksy might be more than one person and i reckon it's something to do with the klf you know the klf Kapi. who burnt all that money jimmy Courty yeah. and bill drummond from the band klf justified Ancients of Moo. Moo.
0: yeah i reckon yeah. it's
1: they're pranksters and they're artists. I
0: reckon it's them. Really, because there have been various um, theories about who Banksy is. Yeah, but they have like all these theories, like ten people it could be. But that's a very interesting theory. Mm. Should we ask them? Let's ask them. <laughs> are Do you, you know ba- them? are you Banksy? <laughs> but what but what happened was, I mean, in a way, like the jokes on on Banksy. Why? Well, not really, because. I mean he still got his 860,000 yeah. because the the picture didn't completely shred. Right? Right? 3 years later, yeah. the person anonymous, yeah. the anonymous buyer wow. who bought it for 860,000 mm. now sold it and it's been renamed and like classified and signed off as an original Banksy. It's been renamed something like Love Gone Wrong or I don't know, Love in mm. the Bin. Love mm. in the Bin is what it's called. And, uh, and that's all for eighteen point six. That's the piece that sold? Yes. Oh, come on. So, ah. I mean, and that's in three years. And it's all in bits? Yep. It's, it's hanging out the bottom, shreds of this picture, oh, hanging out the geez. bottom of the frame, 18.6 million pounds. Wow. So, Who bought that? Yeah, another anonymous bidder, but I think a Chinese bitter so yeah Crazy. and the thing is that when you I'll put a link in the show notes to the video of it being shredded but he because at the end you see the rehearsals because you know he'd obviously staged this and spent a lot of time getting mm. the prank together and he said it worked every single time in in rehearsal and it just fucked up on <laughs> the day <laughs> and now yeah that's, that's how it is, 18.6 mil. So it's a really good fucking investment. What a return. So, people, if you've got a spare, if you've got a spare, you've got a spare money, yeah. Yeah. don't buy a house,
1: buy a bank seat. Don't put a roof over your heads. You can have four or five different houses. Fantastic. Shall I tell you my story? Go, go, okay. go. So, this is a nod to Black History Month, which is October this month. I wanted to tell you about the Crafts Blue Plaque.
0: Is it a plaque? Or a
1: plaque. plaque. I say a plaque.
0: It's a plaque. It's a plaque. (laughs) All right, I'll take it. Get in touch. I'll take it. I mean, plaque is on your teeth, but I think a plaque. That's plaque as well. Oh, my God. It's plaque.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. So I think we should be educating ourselves about black culture and history. Important historical figures who were players in changing the narrative for black people in order to understand racism and to be united against it. So I'm going to tell you this story, which is about an amazing couple who fled slavery through their own ingenuity by outfoxing the patriarchy by playing dress-ups.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> All right, because who doesn't love to play dress ups,
0: Michelle? Okay, go, go. Who doesn't love a fancy dress party? Do you know what I love a fancy dress? I absolutely I love it. I there was a woman yesterday, and I mean in the mountains, everyone's in boots and and down jackets. She had the most glorious sequin dress on, full length, black on the front, aqua on the back. Incredible! Wow. I love when people dress up to dinner. She dressed oh. up for dinner. And I think people need to do more of that. You need to celebrate life. Yes. We're all out of lockdown. Why not why not celebrate? Why not drink that champagne and get dressed up? I love a dress up. Oh, that sounds great, Michelle. I'm we're going to do doing that tonight. It. Doing it. Yeah.
1: So Ellen and William Craft were slaves in the 1830s. Ellen was eleven when she was sold into slavery, having been born to her mixed race slave mother. And her father was had raped her mother. He was her white, wealthy plantation owner Ugh. married.
0: Ugh.
1: Um so the slave owner's wife sold Ellen to the daughter of the of the slave owner and his wife. So so the couple had had a daughter, she was grown up. They sold Ellen, who was the child of the of their slave who yeah. he'd raped. They sold her to the daughter. Because they didn't want that illegitimate child there, reminding she didn't want. But
0: it was still in the family. That's weird. Anyway, I know.
1: So anyway, this uh, Ellen was then moved to Macon, which is in Georgia, and at age sixteen she met William. Now William had had a pretty shit time too. He'd been sold to settle gambling debts and had just seen his mother, father, and fourteen-year-old sister all being sold off separately. But William was reasonably lucky in that his new owner taught him to be a carpenter. And so he was allowed to work for fees, which he was then allowed to take home and keep. So he was he started to save money of his own. He was still he wasn't a free man. Yeah. But he was able to go out to work and he was allowed to keep most of the money, not all. Okay. So anyway, the couple married when Ellen was 20. And due to William's saved money and desire not to have an enslaved family, the couple planned to escape. They first fled north and then to England. In December 1848, by Ellen, the, the way that they escaped was Ellen dressing up as a disabled white man. Now, remember Ellen's mother was mixed race, right? Oh, okay, okay, already. She was a mixed race woman and the father was the white plantation owner.
0: Okay, so she might have been quite fair. Ellen
1: was quite fair, yeah. So she dressed up as a disabled white man with William as her carer. Now, the reason that they gave for their travel was that they needed to get medical treatment She didn't want to speak because it would give the game away. So she was very ill, you know, she was kind of like, oh, so poorly in her wheelchair. And it was actually okay that enslaved people would often accompany their male masters while traveling, but not a single woman. So that's why it had to be a man that she dressed up as.
0: Right.
1: They were temporarily detained when an officer demanded proof of ownership for William, but they wriggled out of it and carried on (gasps) their journey. And they traveled first class and stayed in the best hotels during their escape.
0: Oh, my God.
1: They arrived in England and they went on to live a life of freedom and raised five children. They were very much revered by the abolitionists. Yeah. No, the abolitionists and the anti, anti-slavers. Yeah. Which is great. They did eventually return to America after the Civil War. And there is the book detailing their story called Running a Thousand Miles for Freedom, and it's by Ellen and William Craft. And I forgot to tell you, but they got a blue plaque on one of the buildings that they lived in here in England.
0: So there you go. There you go. Well, did you see that actually in the news this week, Diana has got a blue plaque on the house, on the little flat in Earl's Court where she lived before she met when she was, like, with all the girls.
1: Yeah. All giggling. Yep. So- getting dressed up into see-through skirts to go on date with Charlie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the one. God, we love the royals, don't we? We're always talking about them. Oh, well, thanks. That's a great, great story. Well done. Thank well you. done to Ellen. Extra, extra, read all about Give it. Give me the scoop. Eavesdropping, wind, there's no doubt about it. Eavesdropping. Well, I had a message from my friend Felicity earlier in the week. She got in touch to tell me that there have been some advancements in the Madeleine McCann case.
1: What?
0: Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but uh, back in episode 20, season Mm 2, in our Psychic Detectives episode, we talked about the Persian medium Fia Johansson, dodgy oh, media. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, her dodgy McC- Madeline McCann info where she says that Madeline is still alive and still out there. Well, unfortunately, un- according to investigators in Germany, there's no hope that she's still alive. And to be honest, mm. that's not really news to anyone because yes. statistically it's really unlikely that she's in a Fritzl basement somewhere. Oh. And honestly, oh, like… God. If she was, is it better that she's alive or dead, really? Mm-hmm. But this week, the story that was splashed all over the news was basically that German investigators are now 100% sure that the creepy sex offender that we actually mentioned back in that previous episode, yeah, uh, Christian Bruckner, is the one that murdered oh. Madeleine McCann, So they're they're saying that she's been murdered, basically. But the thing is, it's weird. weird. They say they have enough evidence to charge him, but they're not going to until next year because they're still... He's already in prison. Yes, that's right. So they're still gathering evidence. And because he's already in jail for, get this, raping a pensioner in (gasps) Praia del Luz... The same town. Which is the same place. Yes, where Madeline went missing. So it's all like adding up. But anyway, um, the German investigators say they're just going to take their time to gather as much evidence as they can. So they have a yeah, really strong case. Up. No. Yeah. So before they take it to court. And while he's in jail, the pressure is off anyway. But reading through the story, there just, to me, seemed like a couple of holes in their evidence that kind of seemed pretty major. So the first is that they they admit they have no proof that Madeline is actually dead, right? Despite authorities, Nobody. yeah, exactly. There's no body. There's no DNA no evidence. No, nothing. But in Braunschweig last year, they told Kate and Jerry McCann that they did have evidence that she's no longer alive. So it there, there's some contradictions going on here. Plus, the German prosecutors, they're also saying that they have no idea how she died, obviously. And like you just said, no DNA, no photo evidence, nothing that links this guy, Christian Bruckner, to what technically, I guess we have to refer to it as alleged murder because mm. she's at this point still missing, not dead. But they are calling it murder. And, you know, even though they have no body, no DNA, nothing – They're saying they have enough circumstantial evidence, which includes a so-called confession he supposedly made to a friend who, I don't know if they recorded it or if this guy, the friend, dobbed him in or whatever, dobbed, dobbed him in. (laughs) Dobber. (laughs) Dobber. But apparently there are also now phone records that place him at the Ocean Club, When Madeleine McCann vanished, which is where they were staying in Prior to Looge. So they're saying that they think this evidence points to Christian Bruckner as the abductor and possible murderer. But the counsel for Christian have hit back at these claims, saying the police don't have a shred of evidence. And Mm. what they're saying is it's a strategy Right now, from the police to try and get Christian to make a confession, so th- that is sort of the where it's all at in a nutshell. So I guess oh, it's yikes. it's watch this space on the topic. But as for Kate and Jerry McCann, the German police basically say. At this moment in time, they can't reveal exactly why they think Madeline is dead. But they also emphatically say there's no hope that she's alive. So, it's not great news for the McCann's. Heartbreaking. It is. And this just goes on and on. You know, that family, they're never going to shake this until there is some kind of conclusion. And I'm not sure they're ever going to get it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So there it's, you it's go. It's really sad. So thanks, Phyllis, for um, pointing me in the yeah. in the direction of this new Madeleine McCann update. We got a bit bleary. <coughs> we got a bit dark. <coughs> We're two but <birds coughs> yeah, <yakin.
1: coughs> just having
0: a laugh. <coughs>
1: Well, I'm going to lighten the mood now, Michelle. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> with a Twitter story that made it to the news. Okay. Do you remember Travis Healy of the band? Why does it always rain on oh, me? What yes. is? What's the band called? I've actually not written it down, and I can't oh remember my,
0: the name. No, and me either, because they also have that song, uh, Riding to Reach You." Anyway, we know who you. Know, I know who you're talking about.
1: Travis. Travis.
0: It's called Travis.
1: Hang on. Travis Healy. His name's not Travis it's Healy, Fran his name's Healy. Fran.
0: <laughs> and what a dickhead. And me too. Because at first I thought you were talking about Travis with oh, all the tattoos. The neck tattoos. I'm so middle aged. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, but I was I was just looking at you going, Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Travis Healy, yeah, <laughs> Travis from the band
1: Oh, I can't remember.
0: <laughs> no, but then of course his name's Travis. But then I thought, do you know what? Who is it? I thought you were talking about the <gasps> Travers initially. Who was going out? Who's going out with the Kardashian?
1: A Kardashian. I know the one that was in the in the plane accident that you spoke about in one yes, episode. Yes, I think that
0: was in season and survived. one. Yes. Yeah. But speaking of Kardashians, have you seen Madonna's daughter Lords? She looks like a no. goddamn Kardashian. Is her name not Lordez? Lords. I thought it was Lords. Okay, it was Lourdes. I'll tag it. I Need you again. Tag it. Tag it. Take it alert. She's been splashed all over the news this week because she's come out saying uh, my mother is a control freak and all she's done my whole life is control me because she was talking. Oh. She gave a very candid interview to Debbie Mazar, who is, you know, she's the actress. actress. Yeah. She's, she's real. She's got Bronx. I can't even do it. Bronx accent. Yeah, I'm yeah. not even going to try. She's fantastic. She was, she's in Yonker actually, if you've ever watched that series. No. I think she was in
1: Goodfellas, wasn't she? Yeah, she was maybe. The, um, yeah,
0: yeah. She could I think have she been. might have
1: been one of the the mistresses.
0: Oh, are you finished telling me about Lourdes? Oh, uh, well, no. no. I mean, I'll I'll put a link. But Lords, I think she's called Lords. Lords in these interview, she just sounds cool. Like, and I don't mean cool as in like hipster. She just sounds like a girl who knows her own mind. And yeah. who is not affected by fame. I mean, Madonna gives her no money. She's had to work for everything really? she's ever had. Yep. And okay. even though she's modelling, which she's not a great model, but she's obviously Madonna's daughter and she's got all this like armpit hair. So, you know, she's... Oh, I used to have that when I was her age. Yeah. How old is she? 20? Yeah, something like all that. all the rage. <laughs> <laughs> hair everywhere. But yeah, anyway, oh. Lorde's. I'll, I'll put some links to that. Lord, okay, Lourdes. that's interesting. But let's go back to Fran Healy, the Scottish singer from band
1: Travis. Why does it always? Yes, we know. Anyway, he, I believe he used to live in Berlin because I think he was responsible for the Berlin Bilingual school song because we have a friend whose daughter goes to Berlin or used to go to Berlin Bilingual. Ah. And I believe that he wrote the tune for it. Really? But now he lives in LA. So he, sadly, this week or whenever it was, was mauled by a sausage dog as he attempted that he attempted to save from the scene of a car crash. <laughs> so he lives in LA, as I've said. He was coming over the hill on his way home and he saw three cars jackknifed in the road. And then he spotted this poor little dashunt mm. running around amid the chaos. So he gave chase, trying to capture the dog, because he just knew that if he didn't... Cars coming over his hill come at such a speed it would have just been smushed. So he
0: would have been a sausage. Literally a sausage. Literally a sausage. (laughs) Yeah. So he
1: managed to he managed to catch the dog, but as he picked him up, the dog went crazy and mauled his hand. Oh. Healy attempted to throw the pup. I mean, God, Healy. That's not cool. Throw the pup onto his front porch, but Fran Healy slipped and the dog got away, leaving Healy with blood. Pushing, as he said, out of his hand. Yeah. So it was pissed out of his hand. Uh, and the neighbours called an ambulance, but they sent a fire engine instead. So it sounds what? like a day of chaos for poor Mr. Fran Healy. Oh my God. Eventually, Fran was taken to get medical care and the dog was found and returned to its owners who lived in Stevie Nix's old house. And that was from Twitter.
0: Oh, thanks, Twitter. What a story. Only in L.A. Only in L.A. Yeah. What an
1: eventful afternoon for Mister Fran Healy, formerly of the band Travis.
0: (laughs) I was trying to find some kind of why does it always no? There's shit on me. Yeah, oh. You can tell I'm hungover today. I'm so sorry. Oh, now, now it's kicking <laughs> in, the old hangover. God, it's becoming a bit of a habit. Well, I had a Prosecco. Should we be worried about you? Maybe, because I had a Prosecco at lunch too. And oh, so I God. thought hair of the dog. I didn't want to, but it was. It just looks so nice. Oh, um. Oh, well, poor old Fran. I wonder how his hand's doing. Oh, it's all mould. I looked at pictures. It does look a bit of a mess.
1: Oh, Jesus. There's yeah. pictures. He'll, he'll be... Yeah, on Twitter, he'll he'll have a few weeks off playing the guitar, so we can all breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Fran. And what happened to them? Well, he's made enough money to move over to L.A. now from Berlin. So he's had some time in Berlin, and now he's in L.A. Well, he... maybe he's
0: writing scores, musical scores for films well, and things. Maybe. But I tell you, who else is in L.A. right now? Who? Adele. Who? Is splashed all over the news Adele. this she's week. she's fab, isn't she? She is, but have you seen her? I
1: just got caught. Strangely enough, Michelle, and it wasn't anything to do with you, but I just got caught in an Adele hole. What? Just before, while I was waiting to hear from you today, I was I posted another I posted a, a little short of us on Instagram dancing, a little outtake <laughs> from our dancing videos from the week, and then I saw a, um, a reel of Adele. So I looked and she's listening to herself listening to um singing her latest new song mm. and then i i was fascinated by the shape of her face she looks incredible so i looked at all
0: of her videos she's a stunner she looks fucking gorgeous but you know it's and that voice and that voice but you know cuz she's obviously got that new song that's just come out and yes. earlier in the week, there was a story splashed all over the newspapers about how she's living in L.A. because she can't afford to live in London. This oh. is the woman who who earns $100 million or something, and she can't afford oh. to live in London. And, I mean, there was a bit of a backlash to that. I heard that L.A. was really
1: expensive.
0: Well, of course it is. Everywhere's expensive, but... She, my friend Libby,
1: has just returned from there, and she was telling me all about it. Yes,
0: I mean LA is expensive, so I don't. I, it just seemed like a bit of a non-story. And then this was before I realized she had a new single out. So obviously they were just trying trying to drum up, you know, Adele, Adele interest, Adele stories. But then her new song dropped. It's called Easy on Me, and it's basically a divorce song. And I had no idea she was even divorced. I mean, I didn't... She was married, wasn't she? Well, she was she married baby. for five minutes. She's young. No, yeah. no, no, no. She was with that guy, Simon. She's young now. Well, she's 30-something, 31. So she's already divorced at 31. That means she's young. Yes, but she... I thought you meant she got. She was married young because she wasn't. Oh. She was married in... 20... How old was she? She was married in 2018 and divorced in 2018. So it was a bit of a... Oh, dear. But it was to the guy who's the father of her child, this guy, Simon Kaneki, And he... Apparently, I mean, apparently it was all going wrong. So I think that the wedding was a bit of a. They got married on her thirtieth birthday. Yeah, and then it was all it. it all went wrong, and so now she's with, uh, LeBron James's manager, this dude called Rich Paul, and who is LeBron James? I hear about him all Basketballer, isn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, for the Lakers, I think. Well, anyway, Adele, I think she's lost all this weight. I mean, she's on the cover of Vogue looking absolutely stunning, but I think it's kind of like revenge bod, you know, she's like, right. she got divorced. She's, you know, doing the whole like slimming down. And I mean, she was always gorgeous, but she's absolutely stunning. But I looked at this video of hers for easy on me and I I didn't recognize her at first. It's like, oh. is that Adele? Cause she looks so, so different. And it, well, the song had just been released 12 hours earlier, 20 million views already. Wow. I mean, she is the biggest female artist on the planet. She eclipses everyone, you know, and her voice, it's so unique. Her songs are amazing. Incredible. This mm. one, wasn't too sure about it have you heard it did you listen to it
1: I think I did hear some snippets but I'm so confused I don't know her back catalogue very well so Mm. I wasn't sure if it was an old one or a new one yeah I do like her winged eyeliner
0: though yeah I think that's the new one she's in the car driving away with a suitcase no I didn't well that's that's the new one it was just a good song but nothing nothing earth-shattering it was it was all right I guess So is there a story to do with that, or is that it? No, it was more that I wonder if she's is she and Fran Healy might be might be friends maybe, living in maybe L.A. Maybe they're friends. Who maybe knows? they're
1: neighbours. Apparently, you see all the famous people all the time in
0: L.A. Yeah, well, you do. I mean, I had I was in a yoga class with Demi Moore, so there you go. That's right. It, when I was in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I thought I thought, Joaquin Phoenix was valet my, part, my valet attendant anyway. Was she sitting at the back of the
1: class with no pants on, putting her hands up and asking questions of the class? No, she wouldn't do that, would she? That's not
0: that's not Demi Moore's style at all, is it? No, she was in front of me and she, she, had, she was skinny. She looked great, but, mm. you know, she looked too skinny and she had baggy knees. I'm getting oh. that a little bit now too. It's not nice. Oh, it just wow. happens.
1: I just wanted to tell you about my father-in-law, who sadly passed away in the summer, but one year he took us on a holiday to a Greek island to one of those resorts where you have everything in one place, and there's pools, and there's a private beach, and there's pilates classes so he and his friend went to a pilates class Paddy, my husband and i went looking for him and we thought oh let's get let's watch them in this pilates class he was at the back he was wearing tiny shorts nothing underneath the last chicken in the shop was hanging out the side of his shorts and at the end the pilates instructor said has anyone got any questions and he was like hand up so everybody had to turn around and look at him while he asked a question about pilates and he had like I said, oh. the last chicken in the shop was hanging out the side of his yellow shorts.
0: <laughs> his friend was
1: appalled. She was very, very upset. She's like,
0: put that one ball away. Put that. Stop <laughs> free balling. Put that ball in your pants. <laughs> oh, all right, Pete, Charles, we do all miss right, you. All right,
1: That's one of my favourite memories anyway. And that ball hanging out. I know. All. Shall I tell you about the Putney Pusher now? Yeah. This is from Wired and a few other news sources because I got pulled into a a rabbit hole with this one as well. Mm. May 2017. Now, I used to live in Putney, but not then. I'd moved by then. May 2017, 7.40 a.m., Putney Bridge. Beautiful bridge. One of my favourites in London. I love the view from Putney Bridge. Mm. The bus driver was pulling out of the bus stop. Now, he wouldn't have been going very fast, thank God, because it's slow on the bridge. It's quite full of traffic. Suddenly, a woman fell in front of his bus, causing him to swerve to avoid her. I saw the CCTV. It was pretty shocking.
0: Oh, my God. Okay.
1: CCTV and dashboard cams revealed a jogger with his face obscured was seen running in the opposite direction of the woman. They could make out that he was a stocky white male with brown hair and eyes, grey T-shirt, blue shorts... And as he ran towards her, he seemed to make a last-minute decision to reach out his arms and shove her into the path oh of this God. oncoming bus. <gasps> she fell backwards and her head kind of bounced off the ground. The bus just pulled out in time to avoid like, going over her head. Fuck. So he continues running without even a backwards glance <gasps> to see what he's done. And then he comes back about 15 minutes later. The bus is pulled up. There's passengers. There's people going to her aid. She's really badly shaken, the woman. Oh, my God. And she sees him coming back, and she's trying to confront him. He just blanked her and keeps running. Fucking hell. So this guy, he was dubbed as the Putney Pusher, never caught, even though there's like a huge network of CCTV cameras all over London. In fact, I think that we have one of the hugest amounts of CCTV in the world, in London in particular. He's gotten away with it. Reddit users have pondered the mystery, wondering if he was maybe an embassy worker or something, and that's why he got away with it. And the video is very clear of him. So they're wondering why can't they use facial recognition now? Hmm. Another Reddit user said that she and her father were local to the area and keen runners, and on one occasion, they had encountered an aggressive fellow runner who, unprompted, was very aggressive towards them. So. Okay,
0: but well, if you're in Putney, watch out, people. Watch
1: out. There were three suspects that were arrested and then released. One was an American banker who proved that he wasn't in the country at the time, but that didn't stop a multitude of death threats that he then (gasps) received. He had to go along and get his own security and go into hiding. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's photos of him online. It's really unfortunate if he isn't the guy. Body language experts suggest the guy's running style was of someone who works in a stressful job like a banker and he had a lot of pent up anger in the way he was running. That's what body language people say. That's quite specific. I don't oh I
0: don't no. rate that. I don't no. rate that. A banker. Oh, come on. Here's the stat. I've got a stat for you. Stat time. Stat time.
1: So there's 5.2 million cameras watching us here in the UK both pub- publicly and privately and the average londoner is caught on camera around 300 times a day and did you know Holy Michelle shit. that you actually have the right to request to see any CCTV that you might be on but trying to gain access to it can prove tricky
0: of course i yeah. don't want you to know no but so yeah
1: yeah there have been other occasions of people and public transport being tricky, like people pushing you in front of things on the PT. I call it the, the PT. It's public transport. <laughs> there have been similar cases such as the Pimlico pusher, which was a mother of two who had an altercation with another woman in a supermarket. Then she later pushed her in the path of a bus. I don't know what happened with that. But the woman who pushed was given a 10-month suspended sentence and sent to a mental health treatment facility. Fuck. But then, this is shocking, this one, 2019... A 91-year-old man was pushed into the train tracks at Marble Arch Tube by a man called Paul Crossley. Sir Robert Malpas used to—he was a, a high-flying businessman in his day, but now he's 91. He went down like a sack of shit onto the tracks, but luckily, due to a quick-thinking passenger named Riyad El Husseini. He jumped in to rescue him with only one minute left before the train <gasps> arrived. So although oh I've seen the CCTV of this as God. well, it's shocking. Disaster oh was God. averted. So Robert, he escaped with his life, but he only had a few head injuries and a broken pelvis because he really oh. slammed down. It was awful. Yeah. So it's believed that Crossley had sought out a more vulnerable victim because he had just come from an attempt to push a passenger at TCR, a.k.a. Tottenham Court Road tube station. Yeah. Tobias French was a younger man and he was an athlete and CCTV shows French being shoved from behind but he had this miraculous balance he managed to pull back i think he was pushed <gasps> twice he pulled it together and then launched himself at the assailant but the assailant got away onto the tube and went in the other direction so that's uh, he went off to Marble okay. Arch Yeah but after the attack on Sir Robert two passengers and members of the public chased him down and detained him and he was arrested really? He was jailed for life with a minimum term of 12 years. Mm. It's said that he had paranoid schizophrenia since he was uh, 17, but it was discovered that he had taken 600 pounds worth of crack cocaine the previous day. And when he was caught and uh, arrested, his excuse was that he'd had no sleep the night before.
0: Oh, fuck off. he hadn't been taking his meds. Yeah, but you know what? That's every mother with a newborn could have that excuse <laughs> i had no sleep the night before that's
1: ridiculous so the upshot of that is don't be scared but tobias french urges people to have their wits about them do not stand so close to the tracks to and the do edge do not be yeah. on your phone just be aware of what you know the people around you yeah
0: of course fucking hell well, I'm going to have to keep all of this in mind when I'm, when I'm back in London soon. Yes. So much to think about. But I speaking know. of cocaine, did you read, it was all over the news this week, the NHS, it's treating patients as old as 90. What? Because they've got mental health issues due to basically taking too much coke. Oh. And the hospitalisation of um, over 60s because of like taking too much coke has
1: they've been on the GAC all night long well all these pensioners. All, all
0: these years um oh. it's now been it's over 500%. Yeah. Oh. So there were 14 cases of people over 90 treated for cocaine abuse. Wow. In the last year. Like over 90 and you're like still like caning it pretty fucking crazy and then so it's not just like built up from the years of of um,
1: substance abuse in their 30s 40s 50s that kind well,
0: of well well I think so I think it's it's an accumulated thing but I think they're also like still you know on it so it's kind of crazy I like I'd like to
1: know what they cut that stuff with I'm oh sure. yeah no it's, there's hardly any cocaine in it at all
0: well, there couldn't be because it's too expensive and in lockdown, where is it all coming from? And apparently for over-60s, admissions have increased by 580, 518% in the last decade. Step me up. Stats. Yes. And that's for cocaine abuse in over-60s. God so, almighty. And what they're basically saying is that um, – because healthcare is so good at the moment that all of these drug addicts who basically would have been dead like long, long time ago, long gone, um, they're living and they're still like on it. They're still snorting up all the drugs. So, yeah, so it's kind of crazy. But um, what, uh, what I had a little steer from our friend, Tamira the Modern Mystic. Tamira. She... Gave us a little nod towards a story yeah. about maybe aliens. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, come on. What's a news dropping app without aliens? Little aliens. alien we talk. Them. Yeah, I know. But you know, to be fair, I am a little bit disappointed that Neil, the scientist, did not get in touch with this story. Where the hell are you? He's gone Don't quiet. Know. He's even got his own jingle. Look, it was reported on the ABC News website in Australia yeah. this week. That there have been mysterious radio signals detected near the centre of the Milky Way galaxy. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it's really fucking crazy. And look, for anyone who needs a little science refresh. Yes, please. The Earth is in the solar system. Thank you. And the solar system is in the Milky Way galaxy. Hang on. Okay.
1: Solar system means that the
0: the sun is the sun that
1: rules that solar system. We've got one sun and that's ours. We're in yes. Our solar system. Yes.
0: Thank you. I'll be taking my physics degree now. Thank you. <laughs> and our solar system is in the Milky Way galaxy. And every time I say that word, I just think about those lovely little Milky Way chocolate bars. Do you remember them? God, yes. I used to bloody love them. They were the cheap ones. Yeah, they the yeah. ones you are allowed to have when you were The little, little fun-size ones. And With actually whipped whatever it was in the middle. Oh, it was so frothy and light. I loved it. And I think, wasn't there a tagline, something like, treat you can eat between meals without ruining your appetite. What? Is that right? Isn't that? I mean, it's terrible. It would never fly now. What a ridiculous
1: now. thing to say. I would not have treat that. Treat you
0: can <laughs> eat without ruining your meal. your appetite. I can't. I don't Just even shove know in
1: what. a big old lump of fat and sugar. You'll be fine.
0: It won't ruin your appetite. Yeah, but you couldn't stop at one. I, I loved them. I was all, I loved the Milky Ways and they were cheap. You could get them for like 20 cents. What was the thing? Oh, yes. Well. Yeah, you've, you've meandered off track there. Yeah, sorry. I I, I actually just really fancy a, a Milky Way right now. Because <laughs> um, you're hungover. I know, it's true. When I looked into this, the radio signals started happening in January last year. And people are talking about the timing because... That was right before COVID, yes. So, I don't know. That's one for the conspiracy theorists. But anyway, astronomers discovered this random radio signal that was bleeping out from near the centre of the Milky Way. And since then, this signal, it starts and stops with no pattern. So, it's random. Yeah. And then it's quiet for months. And then it'll have another burst of activity And it's just no pattern at all to it. In the middle of the solar system. Yeah. And the signal, they say, is so strange that basically astronomers all around the world think it might be coming from a new type of celestial object. And, And look, kudos to the Aussies because we were the first to pick up the signal because they were scanning the sky with... Uh, something that's called, well it's a radio telescope called Australian Square Kilometre Array Pathfinder also known as ASCAP and it was it's in the outback in Western Australia so they were the first to, to notice this weird bleeping. I wonder what it is Michelle,
1: I'm feeling a bit nervous about that, I don't like it.
0: Well the thing was that when it was first spotted in January it It was there for on and off for a few times and then it just disappeared. And Professor Tara Murphy, she's from the University of Sydney, she's an astronomer, she says that the timing and the strength of the signals vary and that sometimes it seems to stay on for days or weeks at a time and it's really, really fast for an astronomical object. Hmm. And it's confounding everyone. And what's even weirder is that the radio waves – Seem to be aligned in one direction that rotates as the signal travels through the universe towards us at Earth. So she says it means that whatever this thing is, it rules out all of the objects that they know about right now. So they are like, just like, what the hell is it? But (laughs) she's like, it doesn't mean we've found aliens. So, I don't know. I'm just more concerned that it's a big ball of fire hurtling towards
1: the world.
0: Well, (laughs) sorry. That's uplifting. But because at first they thought it was a pulsar, which is like the fast spinning heart of a dead star. But apparently Mm. that sends out fast pulses of energy, like really like clockwork. So, they've ruled, ruled that out. And then they thought the second possibility was that it could be a massive star. But it's completely invisible. So they've ruled that out as well. And then they thought, they think it could be a cosmic burper. And that's a ridiculous what? name. But it, that's basically a catch-all for rare space objects that they can't, they have no idea what it is. So, oh. I mean, they've given it a name, space burper, but cosmic burper, sorry. But it doesn't mean anything because it's just unidentified. So thing is... All we know is that right now, this thing, whatever it is, it's out there. It's randomly sending signals that we don't understand. So, who knows? Could be 3G COVID hack? Could, is it Elon Musk? I don't know. <laughs> watch this space. It is watch this space. Quite literally. And then there was actually uh, a comment underneath. And it was um, someone saying oh, something about Demi Lovato, you know. Uh, and I was like, what the hell's that comment all about? Yeah. And again, this week, she's been. I say she. She's not a she anymore. What? She now identifies as non binary. So you have oh, to say they. Um, Demi Lovato has come out saying uh, calling aliens is a derogatory term because it's offensive to extraterrestrials and they should be called ETs. Why? Because. Aliens is a really mean word, is it's what she's saying, is and it? I don't think so. I just think, oh. come on, no, you know. She don't like, make any more rules. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. But she's trying. She's on the PR trail because she's got this new like four part out. documentary. No, it's a right. a, a, a four part oh, doc, doc. doco on aliens because apparently she went to Joshua oh. Tree, saw something in the sky, and she's going on this like they. They, they, sorry God, they, Demi is going on this like journey to try and figure out what these weird lights in the sky are. So I'm actually going to watch it because I think it sounds interesting. Sounds good. Yeah. Where did it, we find that, Michelle? Uh, I don't know. It's not on Netflix. I don't think it's on, it's by, it's from some weird channel called Peacock. So I don't know. People. Oh. I'll, I'll, put, I'll do some research and put a link to it. But yes, yeah, please. so that was, that was old. Demi, demi, non-binary, demi. You've just told me so many things I never knew before.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah. What an amazing little roundup of little tidbits of news <laughs> and droppings of news. Oh, that's droppings. wonderful. I hope
0: that people now feel so much more educated than they did before. Do you think they do? Well, I don't know. They they now know the shampoo to buy, the shampoo that doesn't lather. Yeah. Uh, they know about Travis Fran Healy. Travis Dan Healy and his sausage dog, Mauling. Mauling, yes. Uh, Madeline McCann still missing. Yep. Lordes, I mean, Lord, or is it Lords? Lords. Lords. I mean, what? It, what? <laughs> all the things oh. to ponder.
1: Aren't you lucky? Aren't you eavesdroppers? Lucky people. You now get to think
0: about all these wonderful things without even picking up a newspaper because you didn't even have to read it.
1: I know. We read the interesting stories for you.
0: Yeah, and there it is. <laughs>
1: News dropping. <laughs> News dropping. Well, that's it for us this week, Michelle. Shall we say farewell? Bon voyage, and we will reconvene next week for a very spooky Halloweeny kind of episode, won't we?
0: Cuz it's going to be Halloween. Halloween i know it's scary stuff scary stuff so if
1: anybody has anything they want to get in touch with us about you know tell us your
0: spooky stories we'd love to know them and share them with the with the group absolutely (laughs) because you know halloween it's it is the spookiest time of year and i'm excited i'm excited for the for the crazy stories so yeah keep them coming kids Ooh. all right well thanks for the chat lovely to
1: see your gorgeous face always thank you lovely to see your gorgeous hair and the fact that a lot of booze hey. makes you look glowing that's good thanks. news
0: it's new wash new wash and alcohol new wash and,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and you too can look like this
1: <laughs> and on that great note we're going to bid you a farewell and just keep whatever you do just keep eavesdropping
0: eavesdropping, eavesdropping.
1: Eaves dropping drop it's dropping Eaves dropping E's
0: dropping Eaves dropping E's dropping Eaves dropping, Undم- dropping. Jean- jumpin- ease ease droppin- dropping. dropping. all day